Hello and welcome to episode 16 of Damn It Vince. I am uh, Ellis. I've got my co-host with here with me today. John, how are you? I'm all right, thanks. Been a long week, but I've got a beer now, so it's all good. Good. Beer, beer helps all. And also, um, Joe, how are you doing today? Fine. And we've also had all the weather this week. <laughs> uh, it's been sunny, we've had snow. That's just normal for Scotland, mate. Yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> That's it's, true. It's been, it's been a wild ride. You're on the wine tonight, or the beer for you? Uh, I'm on Umbongo. Um, <laughs> bought some Umbongo. It's absolutely horrible. I remember it being a lot nicer as a child. If we had to take out all the e-numbers now, it's probably not as... Uh... Not as safe as it was, yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. I'm on the beers for you, John. Fresh off the line. Got delivered today. So, happy with that. Remember to follow us on our socials at Pod on Twitter and Instagram and email us at dammitvincepod at gmail.com. I think people know about the anchor move now, don't they? Yeah. No, Joe. Don't need to keep going on on that one. This week, we'll again do the week that was. A lot of shows to reviews because we had um, Hard to Kill as well, uh, the Impact pay-per-view from last Saturday, which will features in a highlight of the week. And then we're doing a special on uh, women's wrestling. Um, as part of that, we'll be looking back at the TakeOver Brooklyn match from 2015 between Sasha and Bailey, and then just talking about women's wrestling, where it's come and where it's going to. Week that was then, shall we, uh, shall we start with the, the Hard to Kill pay-per-view? We normally start with like SmackDown, chronological, but shall we go straight in on the Hard to Kill pay-per-view? It was really good. I enjoyed it, as I didn't really know what was going on with any of it. It was all fairly well laid out. One of the finest weird matches I've ever seen, and also one of the most brutal and goddamn awful matches I've ever seen. I've not got my I've not the, got the my, barbed wire massacre. The barbed wire match, massacre match. Yeah, I've not got my notes up. Christ, I was like, I've seen some horrible stuff, and I'm not normally a fan of like deathmatch wrestling, but I don't know. There's something quite endearing when someone brings out a Nintendo 64 controller wrapped in barbed wire. It <laughs> sort of resonates <laughs> deep down inside me. Um, I really enjoyed it. The Omega Good Brothers match. Again, continues this this thing going forward, which is nice. And there was other things as well. Like I said, uh, as someone who doesn't, I've been watching Impact off and on, but there's just so much stuff to watch. I enjoyed it. It was there were some really good matches in there. That's good. I watched the uh, women's because uh, what Paul was saying about Diana. I always say it wrong, Diana Peruso. Um, so it's, I've never watched her properly. So I, I watched that match, and I could tell. I could tell she was a level above the competition that she was with. You could tell she had an aura. It wasn't the best match, but you could tell that there was something special about her. And um, I'm, I'm excited if she does cross over and, and kind of mix with the AEW women. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Is that AEW are now having a women's competition for the belt, which I'm all for. But looking at the graphic they put up, there's a lot of brackets there to fill. And they haven't got that in their rosters. So, <laughs> oh. But they have got an American flag and a Japanese flag on there. So are they now allowed to have people coming in? Because I don't think I don't think they should, because you know um, America's still very very much on the, the top of this infection. But if they're just going to get Impact wrestlers in, why not? There's a lot of them. There's a lot of talent there. Use it. Get it on a on a wider stage, and also put more women's matches on. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think Butcher mentioned about the third hour, this mythical third hour. He, he'd love to see it as um, 
basically the, the crossovers, basically an hour of these crossovers and that, which is a nice idea. Yeah, I'm surprised I didn't get more yeah. traction on the internet, to be honest, because it's a damn good idea of just using yeah. that third hour instead of, I don't know, putting over sort of greener talent. That's what Dark's for, isn't it, really? Is have that for your AAA and your, your impact, and if you can get them in Japan. Have like a weird third hour of cross-promotion stuff. Come up with a new King of All King's Belt. Not a King of All because that's Jesus. Like Triple H. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you say potato. Do it because keep hinting about this third hour. They need to do something. It's coming this year. I listened to Tony Khan's podcast with Rene, which is a really good listen if you've not listened to it. And he, he mentions about it, says it's coming this year. It's not a third hour of Dynamite. It's very against that idea. It is not going to be on a Wednesday. But he didn't say any any more about it. Um, that is a really good listen if you want to. Oh, so it sounds like it could be then. Yeah, yeah. So then you've got your development stuff on dark, your main show, and then yeah, if he's right, you we're never going to be the end of this, are we? If he's right, oh no. If you're trying to claim fantasy <laughs> booking points for for months after that, <laughs> interesting. It's something to look forward to. I don't know what the actual date is. It's uh, due to start, but soon we'll hear something soon. We are going to talk about a specific match from, from Impact in the highlights of the week, um, which was superb. But, uh, Can you guess I, which one? <laughs> <laughs> if you've got to know us by now, you should know which one it'll be. Um, <laughs> they, there is also, again, more crossover on on the, the Impact show, um, weekly show, and also on Dynamite, wasn't there? So you had Matt Hardy showing up with Private Party, which was nice. I think it was good that for Private Party to get exposure with... I don't know them. I, I don't really know the wrestlers over there, but they are a veterinary team, experienced team. Yeah. It's good. And, and good to have Matt going back because he was like talking about how he saved that company. I mean, he says that about everything though, doesn't he? That's the good <laughs> thing about Matt Hardy's current sort of persona is that he's just an arrogant <laughs> son of a bitch. To, to be honest, that one's kind of true because he did all the he created the broken universe there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. No, no, no. I'm not taking anything away from him. And now Private Party are challenging for the Impact Tag Team Belts at their next pay per view, which in April, yeah. which is. No, but... I remember it coming out. It's in April, isn't it? Yeah, so. it's, it's the next pay per view. Especially what Matt Hardy's doing with Private Party at the moment is, I think, what they need to do. Yeah, yeah. And then the uh, the Good Bro showed up on um April. on Dynamite as well. Yeah. Again, it's. I'm liking it because it's a slow burn. And I know that... what, I, what what I like more was the Don Callis stuff with the Young Bucks and like... Michael Nakazawa, <laughs> who's who is apparently Kenny Omega's butler slash PA. <laughs> also, did he come out of a lift at the start of that start of that segment? I'm sure he came out of a lift. I was like, why is there a lift in his house? Why not? How many floors has he got that requires a lift? <laughs> Nothing wrong with it. If you got the money, you can do what you want. No, but yeah, that the 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 dunk. I mean, it's it's leading somewhere, isn't it? And it's just leading. I'm hoping it's going to be leading us in good because eventually that's going to fall apart as well. And it was teased on BT as well, wasn't it? At the start, when they were like, "Was that planned? Did you mean to do that? Like ditching us for the for the good brothers?" No, no, we no, no, no. Payday. It was all Don Callis. And as soon as he goes around the corner, like, yeah, don't believe him. <laughs> We've been duped. Oh, said, also, Moxley said Bullet Club, and I didn't think they were allowed to. That's true. During his little, oh, his little rant and rave after yeah. after that surprisingly good match against that big hairy fella whose name escapes me at the moment, who has been on Dark and is is solid. They need to do something with him. The internet seems to suggest he could be a good foil for Jurassic Express. He looks like a caveman. And I was like, yeah, that'd be good. Oh, I'd watch that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you see. <laughs> yeah, 
it's 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 just the thing is people will complain on the internet is that this is taking too long and i'm like no it isn't it's taking you can't put all your chickens in no eggs you can't put all your eggs in one basket with it I mean, it's, it's a slow like, burn isn't that what wwe is accused of a lot though is it the opposite of like everything happening too fast yeah so i kind of see this as a good thing yeah it is things are taking a while like i mean the hangman stories are prime example of that it's what i mean since dynamite started the hangman story has been ongoing it's i mean that this week took a, a, a turn i did not i genuinely thought he would have joined dark order briefly me um, too and then like they were going to g him up getting ready to go back out again and then he not turn on them but be like thanks guys i'm, I'm okay i'm okay now but, yeah that's um we'll discuss that one more a bit later because it's in the highlights of the week and i can see why fair enough i don't know <laughs> i'm not gonna be up but yeah, <laughs> yeah um, the whole the whole impact stuff. If they are getting New Japan in, which I'm guessing, if they're going this women's women's um, tournament as well. My only concern with that is that when they did that last women's tag tournament, a lot of it was on the internet, a lot of it was on YouTube, and like it wasn't on yeah. on the main show or even on Dark. Well, Dark is, you know what I mean? It's just random shows on a Tuesday morning, well Monday night. And... Yeah, I kind of missed them for a little bit because of that. I just assumed they'd be on Dark, and then nope. I looked I mean, back on YouTube and I was like, oh, there's all this you know, tournament stuff I've missed. That's three hours long as it is. So, uh... <laughs> yeah. It's fine. It's mini well. So Dark's very generous, but there are times where I'm like, can can you, can you, ch- I've got no time this week. Can you just chop it a little bit? Yeah, just cut it down. Just oh. have Taz and, and Excalibur's best bits. <laughs> yes. Because uh, they're, they're a joy. Um, <laughs> I, I love them. Yeah. That commentary duo is, is just brilliant. It's the. It's Taz corpse in constantly because he doesn't understand what's going on a lot of the time. <laughs> but yeah, it'd be good. I'll, I'm liking what they're doing with it. It should theoretically, if they play it right, lead to possibly like I don't know a year long, two year long run of stuff, just decent crossovers, invasions, tag titles changing. Well, titles changing hands between promotions. Be a weird thing to do, but this is what people have wanted for a very long time. Is this to happen? And if you start complaining now that it's happening too quickly, or not happening quickly enough, sorry, then you're a petulant child. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I agree with it that. is though. It's, it is. Yeah, no, I agree. It's like what? So, like Lord of the Rings, they should have just got the ring. Then next scene, they're at Mount Doom throwing it in. No, it's about the journey you take, isn't it? Oh God. Other films are available. People are going to be in the comments saying, "Oh, we should have got the, the eagles to fly over there." <laughs> I'm not. This is not the podcast for that. The other one. <laughs> it's not even the other one, mate. Uh, uh, True. You'd never get Lord of the Rings in a Hallmark film. <laughs> Speaking of a uh, dark, your your boy Peter Avalon made a. Ah man, pretty Peter. An appearance yeah. against Cody. It's yeah. a good match, apart from that the uh, Cody cutter, which was a bit mistimed, but otherwise it was a good match. Um, I don't really care about Jade Cargill and Shaq. I don't know uh, what that is. Yeah, I don't get it. I know they need to put Cody up against someone to feud with, but Shaq, what? No, because Cody, unless they're going to bring someone else in as, as, as Shaq's proxy, but does anyone care about Shaq? Has Shaq been relevant since about 97? Nope. No. no. <laughs> your answer for that one. Ever since Shazam. No, was it Shazam? What, the music thing? No, he was in a film where he played a genie. Oh, maybe this is one of those sort of Bernstein Bear sort of things, like the Mandela effect. I'm sure I looked this up and it doesn't exist, and I must have imagined it. It's also in the uh, the classic Mega Drive game, Shaq Fu. Shaq Fu, yeah. Which so, is 
fucking terrible. What do we make of um, the fact that the revelation of Sting is about to have a street fight? Oh, are we just doing Dynamite now? Right. <laughs> oh, we're on Dynamite. We're no, no, we talking fine, about fine. Um, Mix uh, it up. Um, no, it's alphabetically first. I'm concerned for his safety, obviously, but I'm guessing as it's at Revolution, isn't it? Is it? I, I'm fairly sure it, it's the first amount, the first match they've announced for Re- uh, Revolution, which is a good month and a bit away. Cool. I'm hoping and praying that it's going to be a cinematic. Yeah, and it must be. Because there's no way things going out in front of any audience taking bumps. And they can't have Darby Allen going up against Cage Starks on his own. And you can't just have Sting whomping people with bats. I know it's it's a street fight, but so hopefully it'll be cinematic. And because he's like a man in face paint, would it be that hard to get a body double in for like the wackier stuff? That's not a bad show. I mean, they did a lot of it in sort of the Hardy Brothers day. I remember Jeff jumping off like a building and landing, clearly landing on crash mats, but the camera was positioned in such a way that there was a lorry, yeah, yeah. A, a trailer in the way, and then he'd come crawling out. And I was like, don't mean do that. I just don't want Sting to get hurt. He's an old man. If you're going to do a cinematic match, you take advantage of what that lets you do. And if that's like stunt doubles or I mean, other yeah. special effects, then yeah, play, like play to the it. strengths of it. Yeah, is yeah. That you can. That's what I'm trying to say. Stuff. Yes, you can. You can. I mean, if it's if it's Darby Allen, Brian Cage, and Starks in a cinematic street fight, I'm 100% on board for that anyway. But adding Sting into this as well makes it more interesting what they're going to do. They need to do something with it because if Revolution is two months away, that's eight more episodes of them coming out and not kissing. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like. Do something like are you friends or is it just like a mutual respect thing or like you need to have something there because at the moment it's just mystery week after week and it's been going on for quite a long time now i mean it's still exciting seeing things come out indoor snow is always exciting let's just check just checking uh february the 27th it is oh so it's just over a month away Uh, yeah five more dynamites that's not too bad then so we'll have a bit of back and forth won't we between the two of them there'll be a couple of a couple of interferences or jumpings backstage or whatever so yeah that's all right i can i think i, I can take five more weeks of them not kissing <laughs> <laughs> and if anything else on dynamite that stood out to to you john over then highlight yeah sure the inner circle um challenge tag challenge match was good match not not happy with the result, but I can't imagine Santana Ortiz R2, which mm. I imagine is the the point storyline wise. I said I yeah, I really enjoyed that actually. It was uh, it made Sammy look like a fucking beast. It even made yeah. made even made me Great. like Jake Hager because when he yeah, threw, when that's he, hard to do when he threw the bat in and he just booted him. And I was like, Christ! It was yeah, it was good. Yeah, and like Hager and Sammy is a tag team I can see because it was <laughs> it was genuinely. So you've got the, the your big hoss lad and the little nippy guy. Uh, it was good. I also really liked um, Miro. I mean, I mean, oh, yeah. uh, I mean the the Penelope. I, I like Penelope before as a wrestler from where she started to where she's now is a million times better. But also Layla Hirsch been on dark really a bit, and you don't really apparently she's four foot eleven, which I think makes her even smaller than Alexa Bliss, who is tiny. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think it was. Jim Ross, who said it's like, no, it'd be Excalibur, wouldn't it? She's four foot eleven, but she looks like she'd still kick anyone in the room's ass. And I'm like, she does. She looks, yeah. she looks mean. There's a bit where she's squaring up to a uh, Kip Sabian. I was yeah. like, I'd bet on her in that fight. <laughs> no, it was really, really. I mean, it's the same thing of putting the, the women's match on before the main event again. But 
Layla Hirsch, they need to sign her and get her used because she's she's good. She's got good mat wrestling, but also she was doing she doing jumps off the ropes. Uh, in yeah, it was it was really good. I enjoyed it. I like the fact that Miro is now dressing like um like a Grand Theft Auto Four character, just permanent. Like he <laughs> keeps phoning you up trying to take your bowling and stuff. And you know, I just um, <laughs> that whole bit at the end, I was genuinely a bit sad because Chuck Taylor, sorry Charles Taylor really sold the um and i was like oh man i'm i'm genuinely sad for him now because he looks like a man beaten and it was yeah i mean someone someone good's gonna happen orange cast is not gonna stand for this but i said it, it wasn't one there's was a lot of backstage stuff yeah it was backstage heavy this week a lot of segments okay uh, but i think for the first time in a long while nxt knocked it out the, knocked it completely out of the park this week well, if in, you like tag team wrestling then which, there you go. Which I do. Yeah. Now just even even the sort of it was fight two, pit. There was, was two or three one on one matches. Yeah, there's Tyler Rust versus uh Bronson Reed. I like Bronson Reed. I think Butcher I really liked Bronson God. Reed as well. But when he when he shoulder shoulder charged him and he just <laughs> yeeted him out of the ring. <laughs> I was like, Yeah, yeah. Tyler Rust ain't small. <laughs> no, no oh, uh, I will have issues with the um what was it? And they were doing the backstage bit, and he went, he is a diamond in the rust. And I was yeah. like, oh, come on, you're better than that. <laughs> it was corny. The uh, fight pit as well was... Fight pit it's was a cool. Great. It's a cool aesthetic. It yeah. is. And it, I was watching it and thinking, this is they're making this, ob- obviously, as an extreme comparison, but it, it is to Thatcher what Hell in a Cell was to Undertaker. Because that's his match. Yeah. He's fought two, and he's won two against Matt Riddle and Champa, and they're brutal. Oh, yeah, it was very, very good. It's what Raw Underground could have been. That's a good point, yeah. Oh, Raw Underground. Remember that. Remember, remember, the, remember the two weeks of that? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, in the fight pits. Like, I just, I, I like the fact you can walk around and I, it's basically a steel cage, but you can walk around the top, but it's you know, doing the moves up there on the top and like walking into it through the top, like the, the steps the, leading up to it. The whole thing felt like a pay-per-view sort of main event sort of thing the way it was lit the way they were introduced the weigh-ins all that sort of stuff it made it feel like this is a big thing and it was really really good for a wednesday night i mean a pair of them can go anyway i'm hoping that's probably not the end of it now they one all now aren't they so but yeah so you've got your you've got your, your rubber match rubber match but i mean <laughs> what, what are they going to do that's going to beat that because they've had I mean, they kick fuck out of each other. They kick fuck out of each other in a in a pit. They do. They've got a takeover coming up in February, so I assume what they'll come up with something for that. But like no, that, it was, that it was tilty, good. spiky pit from Flash Gordon. Be <laughs> what I did like was um, the uh, Casey Catanzaro tag match. The, the women's Dusty Cup kicked off. I don't were, think they were very good. I don't think there was a duff match in all of it. To be honest, I'm trying to think, and I I don't think there was. Yeah, the opening bit. Of that was really good, where they were like they got Beth Phoenix. Beth Phoenix is back as well. Two party poppers. I was like, yay, real person. <laughs> yeah, not some not some bloke in a wig that they put in for long shots. But the whole introduction thing to it made it felt made it feel again made it feel special and a bit sort of thingy. Uh, I did like when she was going through the women that have passed through these halls. Sasha Banks got boo. Uh, there was like a round of applause and some guy just went boo. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> Were you saying boo or boo earns? <laughs> it was really, there was uh, some really good stuff in there, and it didn't go the way I thought it was going to go, to be honest. In the same with the the way and Damien, Damien Ruff, I thought the way would have won it. 
Yeah, I'm surprised. I did as well. Kushida, I like Kushida's suplex pin. That looked Trapping the nasty. arm underneath. Yeah, that looked like it hurt. I like finishers that are pins. I like doing Orange Cassidy was banging them out and that. It's, it's, it's good. It's it's not a roll. It's not a surprise package roll-up. It's, it's a genuine move. Yeah, it, but it looked, it looked like, I don't know, having your arm that far back and then being slammed onto it. Yeah, it's nasty. I, I, and we also set up Finn's Finn's next challenger. I I asked for it about a month ago. I said I wanted Pete Dunne and Finn, and he's got it. Be. And we've got this little intermediate tag match with uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Finn, which is going to be good as well. So yeah. Well, I, I reckon that's going to be uh, the good. Valentine's Day takeover, isn't it? The Pete Dunne one. Yeah, 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 yeah. He said he wants to cut off the arms before he cuts off the head first, isn't it? So he wants to face Oni and Larkin. No, it's good. I f- I feel like NXT over the last month or so has has started to not really worry about what's going on elsewhere and they're just doing what they were good at all the time and as a result you're getting a better show yeah um yeah it's, yeah I'm, I'm enjoying watching it start yeah. to finish a lot more yeah even like lucha house party imperium still a banging match yeah. everyone i had picked <laughs> to win those tag matches i was wrong on them so <laughs> i mean shaping but... up well for next week's <sighs> rumble predictions <laughs> i mean yeah I have eyes. So from solid shows there, we'll move on to Monday Night Raw. We're going backwards there. <laughs> Monday Night Raw. Ooh, ooh yeah. Well, I thought the, well, firstly, there was good stuff in there. AJ Styles versus Ricochet. Absolute banger of a match. Yeah. Ricochet can get into a style stash from crazy positions, but that one uh, was really good. Up the yeah, because it, my, my, my problem with the Styles Clash, which we, I think we said in the um, in the Finishers episode, was that it takes so long to set up because you've got to get them, you've got to move your arm, and, it, and they move your legs around, and it it doesn't. Fit. But that it was, and it was done. It was like off the ropes, that weird throw onto the ropes, bounces off, catches him, and that's it. It's done in two seconds. Well, I was trying, I was trying to find a gif of it. But then when I put it in, it came up with a load of other ones oh, where yeah. Ricochet's gone in. And it's just like one's off the top rope when he's jumped into it, bat flipped off and just landed straight in the Styles class position. I'm like, this guy is unbelievable. And yet. And yet. <laughs> and yet, what's he been used? There was a sequence in it when he did like a, it's like a flip over AJ's back and then in the same motion suplexed him from deadlift position, basically. I was like, what the? Yeah, I think uh, he's been watching some Ray Phoenix matches, hasn't he? It's just, I like sort of innovative stuff like that when people who are allowed to be creative go out and, all right, well, we know we're in a shit three hour show, so let's go out and put a banger on. And he did. That was, I think that was the best match of the night, I think, as I can remember. Oh, easily the best match of the night, yeah. The only thing that annoyed me is it. He, Ricochet's having to earn a spot in to the rumble. <laughs> the rumble, and others are just like, I'm in the rumble. And they're like, all right, then. yeah. Yeah, I don't understand how that works. I don't. Even Adam Pierce is taking the piss out of it on, um, <laughs> on on Twitter, which is quite funny. Simon Miller had said, I'm declaring myself for the Royal Rumble. <laughs> and Adam Pearce replied saying, it doesn't work like that. I get told who can declare themselves. And if not, then you've got to earn your way. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> fair enough. Another thing that was good, and I was glad to see it being used, was Ali's promo that had circulated on the internet beforehand. And they don't show enough of Ali's promos off screen. But he did one on, on Kofi, basically, saying, I hope your jaw's broken. I hope you miss Elimination Chamber. I hope I go on and get a WWE title shot. Like, the bitterness like, coming through from Kofi winning at the expense of Ali. Was it two years ago now? Yeah. Like, you forget. You forget that that was Ali's spot, and Kofi took it. it was, yeah. it's, Ali seems to be stuck with this retribution thing, and it's dog shit. 
I'm sorry. There's, I don't think there's anything they can do to redeem it now at all. And they're trying. Just... I'm hoping he splits off from them. I hope he gets pissed off because he keeps losing and splits off. That's my only hope, yeah. The, the character that he's got is great, and that promo was, was fantastic. What did we um? What did we make of Randy Orton's face? <sighs> I didn't know uh... he'd taken up Lucha. Um... <laughs> I've seen a picture of it of him like bandaged up. Is that from the Alexa Bliss fireball? Fire, yeah. Level three fireball, yeah. <laughs> it's, um, that segment at the start was fine, but should have been four minutes long. <laughs> it did go on, didn't it? Because he went on and he was he was lighting matches and I was like, sure you'd be frightened of fire. That's how wrestling works, isn't it? <laughs> and it, it yeah, it was about Twelve minutes, wasn't it? it? Yeah, it was a whole opening segment. Yeah, yeah that's it was cool. long, and it didn't need to be that long. And also, it wouldn't have been that badly burned by it. Apparently, third de- third degree burns, but his eyebrows yeah. didn't come off, did they? <laughs> his nose, his <laughs> nose is very badly burnt. Mm. Yeah. And um, yeah, yeah. But at least he followed it up. You know, remember the last time when he ended with we were moaning about them yeah i mean getting set on fire at least it started with the cliffhanger this week yeah well that's because that week we had hulk hogan on didn't we so they had to give him the opening spot brother of course of course and we also had um alexa versus oscar um throughout the show the playground alexa's playground where oscar was as always absolute golden the best thing in it yeah but i also enjoyed the character work from alexa when she was basically talking to the fiend and like he was sat next to her, and then she flipped when when Oscar mentioned. I don't, mm, I don't know. That was incredibly creepy. I thought she did very well. Oh yeah, that's why. That's why I liked it. That, I was not convinced. No, that section was sort of fine, but the the match was. Do you not like the match? Not really. No, because what's going on with it? Like I don't understand. I mean, and I'm all for for stuff being sort of laid out at a later date, but um. Is it, who was it in the group? Steve's like, you, yeah. you have to have a reason for them to be no-selling stuff, to be this thingy. And that's the, She did. She didn't no-sell stuff. She did a bit. She 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 sold throughout in both personas. She didn't just get hit and then do nothing. She it was, was on her the, knees. It, was the, on the, it was the walking about and staring bit. And I'm like... Yeah, but she wasn't no-selling then. She was dodging. <sighs> and she and she did it from a position of strength because she, she'd already knocked Oscar on the table rolled into the ring and then she transformed it wasn't like she got hit down stood up and was like haha here no, i am no i mean it's fine this is why we have discussion it's just yeah. for me it felt really clunky and sort of i don't know when you've got someone like oscar there that could have been against someone who wouldn't have come out of it looking bad if you know what i mean you've got oscar there who is possibly one of the best wrestlers female wrestlers they've got yeah and they're making her yep. lose to what was what did he call her? A five foot team going through a goth phase. Yeah, it it, it could have been someone else. It could have been someone mid cardy. It, it just it just devalued the whole thing a bit for me. Sorry. Yeah, I like the fact Asuka sold it psychologically though, which can kind of give her a a buy for it. Because if you follow her progression through it, she's a normal silly self on the playground, and she's dancing. She's like, put my music on, she's dancing. And then she's <laughs> gradually getting more freaked out during the, the, the talk show part. I and did. then, obviously, it, it, that comes to a climax in the match. My, my, biggest, my biggest gripe, and it goes back to the finishers pod, was that the Sister <laughs> Abigail was held for so long. <laughs> yeah. That's what, I mean, that's what annoyed me. That's I, what annoyed me. I went and made a brew, had a cig, come back. Yeah, it was, yeah still holding me like that. She was just done it and not the then I'd have taken it. But no, but again, you said before, 
about rushing things. Oh no 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 no! Thing just, and I don't I'm, think people can complain so much that they're taking the time. The only the reason I'm basically continuing to watch Raw is to see how this plan pans out because everything else in it I don't really care about. It's all because uh, they've even made the hurt business rubbish because now that's all falling apart. I'm like they've only been together how long? I like the elected listing. It's just this for me didn't work this week. Yeah. I did like on, hearing on Oscar play. say "yowie wowie." That that that, that, oh, that, that, no, that warmed that my like, cold dead heart. Yeah, that that was what flipped her. <laughs> got to say this this uh, new 8K camera that WWE have got is absolutely stunning. Have you have you watched any of the entrances of it? Oh yeah yeah yeah. Oh um, my days, that's um... doesn't really work on my iPhone, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> Well they, well, they brought it in on, on SmackDown. It was when Jey Uso was coming out. I was like, oh, this is this is very cool. But, um, apparently, they do it in a lot of the American sports. So they've, they're they trying it. Haven't they borrowed them from the NFL or something? I that, heard. That's the one. I yeah. Think, yeah. Yeah, because the, the, the entrance thing is a big, big thing. They all run through, like, right. like at the stadium, stadium stampede. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that's good. The and, um... extent of my knowledge of American football is the stadium stampede, man. And, uh, Pretty much the same thing. Talking of letting things pan out, we had a big discussion last week about my highlight of the week being the Roman Reigns Adam Pearce booking because I knew Paul had major issues of it on the on the night of it happening, and I was like, "You got to let this play out." Cause, and I think I actually said in the pod, "It might not even be Adam Pearce. He he might get subbed out for somebody else like KO, and that's what's happened." So like literally, if you'd have left it a week, you've got Roman thinking he's a, the authority, but then him getting duped by KO um, and Adam Pearce, which I enjoyed. <laughs> Especially the fake limp as he walked off up the ramp <laughs> and his smile. But it was followed up and talking smack as well. Um, again, I saw KO was on it. I was like, right, I've got to watch this now. And Heyman, one of the first things he says to me, he's like, well done. Well done. I wish I'd have thought of something like that. And um, KO and Heyman's little barbs at each other are, are really good. Their bits on talking smack this week were, were very, very good. They're just, yeah. It's like two, what's the thing? Playing playing chess while you're playing checkers. It's that sort of thing. It's thinking two moves ahead in a different game entirely. It's it, it's made for good. It's made it's made SmackDown the better show. Yeah, it's definitely definitely the better show. And that's uh, that's all the shows for the uh, week. Then uh, the only other thing I quite enjoyed it actually was the WrestleMania announcement. <laughs> Triple H and Stephanie dressed up doing a news report announcing, which I don't think they've ever done, announcing the dates and venues for three. The next three years, consecutive yeah. WrestleManias. Uh, the, the big thing that came out for me, they're going back to Tampa. Is it Where Tam- was it meant to be this year? It was in Tampa. They were. Was it the Performance Center? Was it? Yeah. yeah, it was meant to be in Tampa, though, and they're going back to Tampa oh, okay. to, 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 to kind of allow them to have that mania because it looks like there are going to be fans in there as well. Roman Reigns said as much on a, in an interview with Ryan Satin, that, the one I sent you earlier on. Well, fingers and crossed. it's also two nights again. Um, Did you watch the video, the announcement video? Yeah, weird. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't like that. Sorry. <laughs> it's just a weird. It, it was fine, but it felt a bit too nudge, nudge, wink, wink, aren't we? We clever. I, I like I like Roman's bit. I like, go into Roman Reigns for the weather. Like, I'm not doing the weather. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm the head of the table. I'm not doing the weather. <laughs> uh, Tampa, then Dallas, then Hollywood, and then Roman and The Rock, which Roman has already been talking about. Um... Again, we're not. I'm not going back into the, the Charlotte Flair blazing, but it's disgusting. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Rick still got it. He can keep it in his pants, hopefully. Uh, highlights of the week now then we will start with 
you, Joe. Now I, I was going to put this, but I knew as soon as I watched it that this is this is right in your wheelhouse. So off you go. Yeah. So on Impact's Hard to Kill, we had fight between Karate Man and Ethan Page, who are both the same person, just an alter <laughs> ego of them. Uh, it was a little promo package beforehand. It was, and then basically it was a guy beating himself up on green screen, and it was it was tremendous. It was because I think at this point this was like the seventh match of the night. Yeah, it was a proper little break. And after this was the um, the barbed wire massacre match, so it was like a nice sort of palate cleanser before that, and it was just really really fun and dumb, stupid, and like like I said, it's like we said at the start of this is like if you don't know me by now, then. Uh, this was this was right in my wheelhouse because it was just someone spin kicking and ducking under himself and yeah and at one point he does that um blue kang that kick thing across the screen where he's clearly lay on like an ironing board or something. <laughs> but yeah it's great karate man wins by ripping out ethan page's heart uh, and watching it pulsate in his hand and i was just like i mean there's nothing you can do with that is it is it because ethan page's contract's up and he's yeah, leaving. that was his, uh, apparently his farewell match. So, yeah. If you haven't seen it, it's five minutes long, if that. And it's I haven't seen it. Go, oh, have go, go, go and find it. Go and, it'll be on um, one of the websites. I'll send you, I'll send you the link. It's uh, amazing. And it's, it's just a ludicrous, brilliant, ludicrous piece of cinematic nonsense. There's nothing more to say about it. It wasn't a great technical wrestling match <laughs> or anything. It was just shows that in a world where everything's kind of serious and stuff, you can just have a ludicrous nonsense and enjoy it for the sake of being silly. And <laughs> I laughed so much. At, Me too. Yeah. Just, just, but he split his lip open and he was like, oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's great. I loved it. I want to see more of that sort of stuff. I want to see Mick Foley have a three-way fight amongst himself. <laughs> that was a missed opportunity back in the day. <laughs> I don't think the technology existed then, did it? But yeah. No. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely check that one. Out. It's brilliant. It's great. So from from the um, I'll do mine from the uh, from the ludicrous to the the masterful. I've I was gonna put that one, but I knew you'd go for it. So I went for um, building on the theme of Paul's last week. He went for Nakamura's um, kind of star moment in the the gauntlet. Um, who's got his music back? Yes, yeah. he's got the music back. He's a full-on face now. But I've gone for Cesaro versus Bryan because Daniel Bryan right now is doing the Lord's work. He is a recently in the last five months, I've found out he's become a producer backstage, which is now tying him to into him just wrestling, who he thinks is not being valued in Nakamura last week. This week, Cesaro losing to them in highly competitive fantastic wrestling matches and this was this was just a, it's brilliant it was an a star match for me yeah um again like you said he's doing the lord's work he's he's got what not many more years left in him probably no he said he wants to work after having his second kid he said he doesn't want to do a full time and he wants to work behind the scenes hence the producer yeah. work and he's learning a lot but he's clearly having an impact on but it's that thing of if, if in your twilight you can go out there and put people you respect over who aren't getting the respect they deserve, then that is a tremendous, great indie thing. Yeah, because he's quietly putting together a, a portfolio of, over the last year of incredible TV matches. So there's this one. There's Obviously, it was part of the gauntlet match, but Nakamura last week, there was the, was it, 45-minute match or something, TV time-wise against AJ Styles for the Intercontinental title yeah. last year. And it was just basically the first hour of SmackDown was them two just 
putting on a WrestleMania caliber match. <laughs> he's, he's built. He's building this portfolio of just TV match, and I love that. So just to, yes, you need the backstage stuff and all that, but just to tune in and know, you know, you're gonna get a quality pay per view wrestling match from someone like Daniel Bryan. It's I'm all there for it. And yeah. And I, what I did like about SmackDown this week, it they seem to be now focusing on putting people over because you had Apollo Crews randomly with Roman Reigns, but I was like, okay. I'll, I'll see where that one goes. Like, is, is Roman now going to start turning more people to him, but putting him over? You had in Nakamura, who did he fight? Jey Uso, he fought Jey Uso. And Cesaro came out halfway through on commentary for no apparent reason, it seemed. And then they were like, oh, if he's your best friend and you're here to watch his bat, where were you last week when he was getting the shit kicked out of him by, by the bloodline? And he's like, have you seen the signs of this arena? By the time I got out here, he's already been beaten down. <laughs> and it, 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 feel, it feels like they're building to Cesaro and Nakamura having a, f- a face-off and breaking up that tag team over kind of who's better. I like that. I'm all in for them yeah, too. Yeah. So yeah, I feel SmackDown starting to focus and, and look at the the people just beyond Roman and, and Brian's one of the major parts well, of that. So You can book people to lose and still make them come out strong. And that's yep. what that's what they seem to be doing. Yeah, which and I'm all here for. We all love Cesaro. I think he was mentioned last week in the underappreciated yeah. wrestlers, and that happened literally the night of that recording because we recorded on Friday. So yeah, that was a that was my one. Um, hopefully, there's a, another banger to look forward to tonight. We, we're recording on Fridays, by the way. Uh, John. Uh, yep. Surprise to no one. My highlight is again the Dark Order. <laughs> <laughs> is it because uh, you look a bit like John Silver? No, so, no. Alex Reynolds. Alex Reynolds. Sorry, you look nothing like John Silver. <laughs> say I do have some hair. Yeah, like Alex Reynolds. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was negative one's birthday match, so it was Dark Order and Hangman Page versus Chaos Project and the Hybrid Two, and it was just a big fun match. A hangman running out, diving on people. You've got Luther using his own teammate as a projectile. I feel a bit bad for Serpentico every week on Dark, to be honest, because I quite like Serpentico <laughs> when he just gets absolutely battered by his own teammate. It's used it's as fun. a weapon. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's fun. Uh, in the ending sequence, um, which I think was a, a buckshot barrier into <gasps> a German oh. suplex, into a jackknife pin. Yeah. He, like really sold them as like working together well as a tag team and how good they'd be if Hangman joined. And then you had Negative One attacking Luther with a kendo stick and throwing the papers at him, which made me laugh a lot. <laughs> it's nice to see they're like still looking after him and you know still using him and stuff when he wants to be. And when he shouted, "It was my birthday three days ago!" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that cracked me up. It was all really good. At the end, you have so like, Silver is basically proposing to Page. Tell like oh. how wonderful and handsome he is now he's joined the Dark Order. Oh, uh, cracking me up. And then in a shocking move, Paige says no. And and the Dark Order have these banners and dancers they've got to get rid of. Which is really funny, but also like a bit heartbreaking. I feel bad for, for all of them, really. Uh, Hangman's, you know, isolating himself again. And he's grabbing the bottle of whiskey on the way out. He's not he's not cool drinking like Austin, is he? He's like it's like No, he's sad. lonely me drinking in the bathtub yeah. to hide my shame. Yeah. He's sad depressing drinking. And yeah, it's good storytelling, good fun match. I, I loved it. It was a very nice opener to Dynamite. It was yeah. Even I I I text a friend of mine saying, I know you don't watch wrestling, but watch this and tell me you are not entertained by it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a good way of playing. She texted me back and went, I don't know what any of this is, but I'm intrigued as to what's <laughs> happening. I was like this is how we get them. 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> with dark, join with dark like, why is there a child? Why is there a bald man screaming at a child? <laughs> and I was like, welcome to the world of professional wrestling. This is the tip of the iceberg. All of it will seem normal in a few weeks. You'll now go and watch Chief and Page versus the crowd. <laughs> no, no, no. That's, that's like hardcore mania, isn't it? Followed that, by that. for the Firefly Fun. <laughs> I did show no, I, I I showed a friend of mine who who liked John Cena and she watched and she went, I don't know what that is, but it feels really profound. And I was yeah. like, it is. But oh, <laughs> yeah, it was. So that whole Dark Order opening thing that was a thing of beauty. It really was. At, at the moment, Dark Order can't put a, a foot wrong in whatever it is they're doing because they're just everything they touch seems to go. Yeah, very true. Which I, I never would have thought would have happened. When they, were spook- when they were spooky perverts. Yeah. Yeah. It's like who are these lame... As Chuck Taylor referred to them. <laughs> <laughs> but they've become this, this lovable, goofy gang of misfits. And it's, yeah, it's really great. And there's nobody quite like them. Yeah. It's a really good way of putting it. Well, there isn't. I, I can't. I was, I was wrapping my brains thinking, has there ever been a, a, a sort of action that's so big, but has been, like, so well accepted for just being... Sort of lovable goofballs, really, isn't it? And I couldn't think of anything. Again, John Silver to stand up when he was doing his, and your hair is nice, and you smell great. And I was like, oh. <laughs> okay, you've lost me a minute. I need to go. <laughs> oh, also, his um, the the um, being the elite championship belt beer pong, but with bottle caps game this week was quality. <laughs> Dominant champion. He is. By, by, in games that are basically of pure chance, he has held on to it for obscenely long. They thought he'd be changing hands quite a lot when they came up with this. and it's nope. He's had it for about three, four months now, hasn't he? Yeah, he's... I recognise it as an official AEW belt. That's all I'm saying. Moving on to our hot topic of uh, women's wrestling, basically. And we're going to kick off with Sasha versus Bailey from TakeOver Brooklyn. 2015, which many signify as a match that ignited what was bubbling already in terms of getting the women the push that they deserved. So, have you? Uh, you hadn't seen the match, John, had you until this week? Nope. What, I've what? heard of it whispered, but I've never actually, you know, sat down and seen it. As someone going into it with no context, how did you? Because that's how I watched it. I kind of watched it in no context first. Um, how how did you? What were your thoughts? Uh, I thought it was amazing. The, the, the chemistry, I mean, you know about good chemistry being tag team, you know, main roster stuff, I've seen them in tag team partners and all that, but their chemistry is off the charts. And even though I had no context, I could sort of, I get the story from their performance. I, I thought Bailey came in looking incredibly focused. Like she wasn't doing as much of the, the hugging and stuff as she normally does. She's still doing a lot of it, but she just had this look in her eye of like, I'm going to do this. And Sasha comes out, in a limo, you know, looking like she's not taking Bailey seriously at all. She's overconfident, and I'm just like, oh, like even from the first three minutes of the video I watched, I was like, okay, I think I get the story here. And the actual match itself was just incredible, like some incredible moments. Like this, the Sasha foot stomp while Bailey's in the bank statement was pretty ridiculous. Which then gets countered into Bailey hitting the bank statement on her, and the crowd, yes. the crowd go mental at the the foot stomp in like anger. And then Sasha does that kind of thing when she pushes her feet against the rope to roll them back in. And then Bailey rolls over and gets her in and the crowd just got nuts. And I was like, that bit was def- definitely great. The, this was the proper legit boss character. Like, to me, this is actually yeah. the best version of that Sasha Banks character. Like, the one who made demands like a limousine and 
literally being lifted into the ring because in a way to hide the insecurities they actually had as a character at that time whereas Bailey was just being herself and you had a bullying storyline going on which I think came through in the match because she was shouting at shouting at her like you're pathetic or you're not yeah yeah for her dressing she had a tribute to um Dusty Rhodes on didn't she she was wearing the the black and yellow spots yeah on bandages and she was that bullying kind of came through and then there's like a point where Bailey just snaps and like smacks her from the corner and it's like you know if you if you I can imagine if you've been in a situation where you've been bullied there's always a point when you just snap yeah. at some yep. point and that that came through in this match and I think that's one of the things that it was such a simple story but one that you could buy into without any background knowledge as, as you've done um Joe what did, I, I remember actually so just as we we're going on uh some I watched it literally about half an hour before we came in and I was I was crying at the end of it so this is how much I love this match, and yeah, I just put it. On, I just put it on um on the Twitter, and someone had commented on it, and they said that it's their go-to match when someone's trying to get into wrestling. They say go and watch, go and watch this match. And I remember doing that with you when yeah. you were like, "What should I watch?" And I was like, "Watch this." So yeah, what were your no, thoughts? It is. It is. It's one of those. It's like like John said, you come into it, and if if you don't know who these people are, by the time they've got to the ring, you're like, "Okay, I know what's going on here," which is a difficult thing to do, but it's done really, really well and. I'd say sucky, but you know, arriving in a limousine and being, <laughs> and being and being lifted into the ring uh, tells you who's who's who, doesn't it? But you can tell from the way they're going that they're out to prove a point because they're doing everything that the men can do exactly as as, as good as the men can do. And it's because this this discontent and stuff later on. My only sort of knowledge of, of women's wrestling at this point is the sort of attitude era women's wrestling. You had the likes of Lita, Ivory, and stuff like that. China. That, and it was always treated as a sort of a joke. It was always okay. You've got two minutes. Go out and do something. And this isn't that. This is this is a proper wrestling. Match. This is and it's a good wrestling as well. That's the thing. It's really good. And you can tell that. I mean, having seen that, there's, there's a day off documentary in there. Yeah. Because it, it it turns out that that limousine, John, um, Sasha Banks sat in the back of that, shitting in her pants. She's absolutely <laughs> terrified. Um, wow. Yeah. Never she, would have thought that. No. She's so. That's 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 selling, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, she's like, it all became very real at that point, and you're like, yeah. And as soon as you step out, game face is on. It's really a match. Brilliantly paced. Some amazingly beautiful spots in it. Is it the reverse Frankensteiner? Reverse yes. Rana. Reverse Rana off the thingy, which still makes me go. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. But that that person that I said he commented on my post, and he said the precise moment. When she hits the reverse rounder, the, the the crowd just become unglued because they know that that's it. They know she's about to win it. And when I was watching it tonight, she she does it, but then she stands up, she rips off the other bandage, throws it to the floor, resets a ponytail, and just runs into probably the best. It's not my favorite finisher, but it's a, this one's good. She like literally runs into the belly to belly and proper throws her. And the crowd just they lose it. I got I get goosebumps when I watch that. I, even tonight I watched it. I was like, I still get the goosebumps at that moment because it was it was the the person who's been bullied overcoming, going, I'm better. I can, yeah, yeah. It was what is mental. Well, two things have stand out for me. This was not the main event of this Brooklyn. No, poor, it was not. Poor, poor Kevin Owens and Finn Balor in I think a ladder match, uh, possibly as the demon as well. No one remembers that. This was <laughs> this was. A, you also had uh, the I... revival versus DIY. <laughs> so it wasn't the main event and Sasha was 23 years of age in this and Bailey is 26 yeah we oh man we've discussed many times how young they are 
and how sickening it is that people so young are so talented. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I get wind Definitely. going upstairs. <laughs> but you had um, a, a month, a month prior, or a few weeks prior. To, I think it's the reason I watched it because uh, they started the revolution or evolution or whatever it was called, and three of the four horsewomen got called up to Raw. Becky, Charlotte, and Sasha. Sasha as a champion, and Bailey was left behind, which again played into the the bullying storyline. So as soon as they came up, like I was like, oh good, like they're doing something for the women, and I, I liked all three of them. And I was like, oh, what, well, what's this match then? And this was the first match I ever watched in NXT, um, and it was a one that you know it reminded me of. It reminded me of um, Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 30 because I watched that back because somebody said you've got to watch like Daniel Bryan's moment at WrestleMania 30. And I went into that with no background knowledge. I watched the promo package of like the story of Brian just getting put down and you're a B plus player. And then what he went through on that night, he had an injury as well. Just like Bailey had the hand injury. It reminded me a lot of that. Mm, yeah. As as a as someone going into it with no context, because I bought into that Daniel Bryan thing and I didn't <laughs> know what was going on. Um yeah, there's yeah, it's a super and there's the jumping over the ref spot. <laughs> oh yeah. Which they couldn't mm-hmm. practice. Do you remember that in the documentary? They so that they said that they they couldn't practice the high spot because the, they were worried that the men would see it and say you can't do that because that's what used to happen. Oh. So they went into doing them things cold. It was just a concept in the head. Yeah. Jeez. It's like that. Uh, there's quite a big pause on that reverse runner, isn't there? Mm. And Sasha just uh, she says in the documentary she says I just went just do it. And she, uh, because yeah, no, uh, I mean we can, we can probably cover this in the like the history of, of, of women's wrestling sort of bit thing. But um, when they were training, it was like women wrestlers don't do strikes to face. We don't do this. We don't do that. You do hair pulling, and you're allowed like one thing. And uh, basically, they were all like, "Well, this is horse shit." And so like they tra- they did secret training because um, who was it was was training them in secret. Because she was like, "Yeah, you're all better athletes than this. You can, you can do this." Oh, the female trainer in the yeah, in the I can't PC. remember her name. Yeah, I know what you mean. Annoying. Yeah. It's it's because if you, if you I mean if you look back at sort of transitioning into the sort of attitude era of stuff, and I mean before that you had women's wrestling, but again it was always treated as a sideshow. It was always treated as a the sort of thing of yeah, here's a woman, and it was normally as like a big fat woman. And there was a really good documentary on BBC Four a while back about the British wrestling, like the wild the world of sport wrestling, Big Daddy and the heyday of it. And it had interviews with them doing these wrestling in church halls and stuff. But it was something like Big Fat or something like that. And she was she looked like a woman that worked behind the bar. You know what I mean? She was just a lovely lady. But she went out and wrestled. And she did like, I've had cigarettes put out on me. I've been hit with handbags. And it's just like it's all these little old dears who would come out and just, yeah, wail on it. Because the interview with these old ladies, she's a big fat pig. She's disgusting. And it was like, you wouldn't do that to the to the men wrestler, though, would you? You wouldn't be putting cigarettes out on them. It, it was just, just a weird thing. Like, it was okay to do these things to women but not to men wrestlers. And I guess that's always... I mean, that's... I'm not sure, because I don't know where I'm going with this, to be honest. No, it's true. It's, no, it's uh, it, it came through in the, the Sasha and Bailey documentary, like in 2015, saying they couldn't that's do moves in case yeah. they were looked at, down upon for doing them. But I think that's a, one of the reasons why that match is... It is. There's probably been better matches of wow moments than that, but for me, this is one of my, my actual favourite wrestling matches in WWE definitely because it's not just a match it's an actual 
there's a there's it's a moment there's an impact there's a there's a change that is happening and you're watching it and at the end Sasha's crying like she takes the pin and she's crying now character wise she's crying because she's lost a belt but she says in the documentary she's crying because she knows they did it and the reason I was crying watching it was when uh, Charlotte and Becky get in and it's just pure you've done it you've you've you've, you can tell they know that that's the moment and that for me is what makes it so special that's the moment um, the the dam's been kicked through the the floodgate's been out isn't it it's there's no going back from this point yeah and to be honest it's kind of annoying that that we're three men here discussing it we we can never understand i've just realized that now i'm like yeah welcome to sausage fest yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. you can't you can't understand what it would feel like to be held back to be looked down upon to say you can't do this because You've got two X chromosomes. You know, it's it's ridiculous. And if only, we, if only we knew some women who like the rest. I know. I mean, just yeah. in general, um, would be nice. Got, well, yeah. Very very brief history. I was looking at kind of how women, especially in WWE in the Attitude Era, went. There was a she called Alundra Alundra Blaze ninety three ninety eight. That there was no title. Because she went to w- WCW as Medusa with a title. Oh, was that Medusa's it. name? Oh, okay. Oh, okay, I've heard of her. Yeah, so Lundra Blaze went off to the WCW, changed her name, but she had the title because she was holding it and she threw it in the bin live on WCW. And... A lot of that in WCW, people throwing some bins. Oh, they loved it, didn't they? But there was <laughs> Vince. Vince was so embarrassed by it, he, they didn't have a women's title for five years <sighs> after it. Um, no. Then you, you had all the matches that you said the early fouts, the the early noughties with Trish and Lita. It was a weird time because you had they were putting on some banging matches. Mm. You had Molly Holly, Ivory, Victoria, oh, Molly Holly. Oh yeah. yeah. But but at the same time they were kind of having these low key very good matches. But then it's like right, go out and do a a, a ninety match or an evening gown match or brown Brian panties, panties match. match, yeah, swimsuit match or whatever it was on Royal Rumble. And again, I can't. We can't imagine how frustrating professionally that must have been to be putting yeah. on, trying to prove yourself, and then saying, "Right, that was great, but now you need to put on the bra and you need to go out and do I mean, that." Like, I, I'll never understand it, but I can have a fucking good crack at it. You know what I mean? I'm annoyed yeah. just thinking about it. Yeah, and I wasn't Lita's, even there. Lita's like one of my all-time favorite wrestlers. Not even from that era. Like, I love Lita, and it's ridiculous that she was basically was never given the proper chance no when her entrance music hit the rumble i nearly cried <laughs> but isn't that's the, the the shitty thing about that was that there were good i mean by today's standards probably not that good but women out there who were like okay well we're gonna go out and at least have a crack at what we can get away with because you know that if they'd have gone out there vince would have been like, no you're not allowed to do that yeah that's it's probably true. it's probably why none of them tried any of it because as soon as they got as soon as they got back, no, not doing that again. It detracted. Didn't um, like Trish Trish Stratus had a pretty good run at stuff because it's, I missed this whole yeah. divas belt thing. That was I think I was working there. Trish, Trish doesn't get that. Well, I know she's a Hall of Famer and she's always a name she goes that people go to because of who she was. But I don't think she gets enough credit for the wrestler she was because she started as a valet. And then she was like Vince's bit on the side. And then she was just like, she'd never wrestled before. And she was like, well, I'm going to work my absolute ass off to be the best I can be. And then she rapidly got better and better and better and was okay. putting on putting on banging matches. Her and Lita main evented Raw one time. That's um, an amazing in, match. A really good match, 2004. That was when Lita does that really scary suicide dive to the Ooh, outside. Oh, yeah. yeah. She's ahead. 
but yeah, she was she was superb. And wasn't Trish Stratus the one that had to do the beg like a dog thing for Vince's edification in the room? Probably because she was his bit on the side. Yeah, there's an awful the... awful bit where he makes her take her clothes off and then like beg him for to not fire her. It's fucking gross. Like I said, everyone goes on about the attitude era being great, and I was like, yeah, for men's wrestling, it was women. It was puppies. Yeah, well... Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> the whole train, yes. No. This is all us being woke men. But it's yeah. not, and it's gross. It's weird. It shouldn't yeah. I remember being comfortable with some of it at the time. As I like was a teenager. Fucking... But, you know, like, if I, I don't... Surely I was a target market for it, and I was still just like, I don't like this. No, it's... There's the Freeman's catalogue for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I don't realise is Trish and Lita actually retired basically within a few months of each other 2006 and then they they both put over mickey james on the way out i think lita's retirement match was against mickey james and then that that was kind of the start of right that i think you had natalia that came in then and beth phoenix um the bella twins came in then but you you then had a little bit of a shift where they were talking about women being strong a little bit more and it wasn't just a novelty yeah. yeah it wasn't a novelty so I think I think people like that were I kind of forgetting in the whole conversation because people kind of jump from Trish and Lita to the Four Horsewomen and they kind of forget oh. about this 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 middle group of women no, who it. who grafted um, like Caitlin I don't know who she is I was reading about her before Caitlin and AJ I know like AJ Lee obviously but um, Caitlin and AJ Lee put on NXT did like a, a women's title uh, tournament thing. And Caitlin and AJ Lee were the, the final. And apparently it's an absolutely banging match. Caitlin wins. But people remember AJ because she's the one who ends up getting the title and going on a big run. But she was the one that kind of sparked it, I think, 2013, because AJ pitted herself against the Divas. She she said, I am a wrestler and I want to take out the Divas. And I think she targeted everyone who was on Total Divas. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> as the storyline. But this, like, AJ was like... Uh, she was a fan. I don't know if you've ever watched. Have you ever watched her matches? AJ Lee. I've seen a few. She was We're looking good. up pages stuff. Yeah. She's in a lot of those. Yeah, she seems very good and she doesn't seem to get any credit for it. No, she was very good and left under a cloud, but um, she had an amazing submission finisher. It's like an anaconda. So I can't remember what it was, but she like wraps her whole body around the upper torso of the yeah. opponent. It, it's brilliant. Um, but she had she held the title for like over a year. So she she started to legitimize women as wrestlers like in in this last decade, and then obviously at the time you've got NXT and Triple H <laughs> away from Vince's eye were slowly building people. Like, I think we mentioned it. We Emma, yeah. I, I mentioned her as someone that I liked. Uh, she was there. Paige, the four horsewomen, they were like bubbling underneath in NXT, and you, you started to have this movement. And then probably one of the best debuts, Paige. Yes. Well, we've we've mentioned several times our love page on here. But yeah, uh, that's the first sort of one I remember being like, oh, Christ, there's people, like, there's women actually going out there. And I don't want to say trying because that makes it seem like disingenuous. But like, you know what I mean? Trying to to, to do what the men are doing, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Or just not giving a shit with it, basically. That's what it came down to. It's like, I want to do it no matter, regardless. I think the, the trying thing you're saying, that it's like, not necessarily trying to be like the men, but trying to get people to recognise them like the men. Trying to be taken seriously. Yeah. Yes. Which is, again, that, that Sasha and Bailey documentary that comes through, as you were saying, doing the secret training. 
crazy. Which is just just crazy. Uh, Sarah Amato. Sarah Amato is the uh, the trainer in NXT. Ah. I'm assuming. Assuming was the one who who did that. And then you had um, 2015 onwards was was kind of when it they, they started the Divas Revolution. They they brought Sasha, Charlotte, and Becky up. And then obviously a few weeks later you had the match we've talked about, and that was. I don't think there was any turning back after that. I don't think anyone, even Vince, could look at it and go, you can't put them back in panties matches now. we got to take them seriously. Because <laughs> they're legitimately good wrestlers. And get rid of that god-awful fucking Divas belt. Oh, I was terrible. Yeah, which, which was an, another big moment. Uh, the WrestleMania 32, there, there was a triple threat between the four horsewomen minus Bailey. Um, and that, that, belt, that belt got retired that night. And that's a great match. Oh, I've seen that one. Yeah, it's fantastic. Really, really good match. And... Um, Again, there's a documentary about it, and I can't remember which one of the three it is, but they're driving up, and they're, they're front and centre on the stadium, not on the poster. So that when you've got the WrestleMania poster, you've normally got, like, I don't know who was main eventing at that, that match. It was Roman Reigns versus someone. They're normally in the centre. They, they were the three in the centre of the picture, and they were, like, they were tearing up driving up to the stadium because they were it's like, this is... Man, really is. It's, yeah. This is, yeah, it's huge, and, you know, you, you, I don't know. WWE got, get a lot of shit, but... I think the women for over the last five years or so, especially from NXT and the impact NXT has had on it. Yeah, definitely. Is by far the best thing that they've done in the time I've, I've been watching wrestling again. I mean, no, that's true. I must say, I'm mostly watching AEW these days, but WWE women's stuff is the thing I miss the most. I really want AEW to sort themselves out a bit here. They're getting there. They're getting there. It's starting. It's been a slow process. Um, again, we could have touched upon um, the sort of Yoshi stuff is pan, but I don't know anything about it. But I know that yeah. is more sort of well respected than than American wrestling. Yeah, I was going to mention that. There's a lot of great wrestlers over there. I was reading about, but I'd just be reading stuff I've copied off the yeah, internet. I don't, I don't want to do that. Thing. It's just reading that you can go and read Wikipedia right yourself out here for that. Yeah, but they were they were always well more respected over there. I don't know. We're getting there now. Still a long way to go. For sure. I mean, one other moment in terms of long way to go that you should mention is um, I'd forgot about it until I was kind of thinking about what to say for this. Was Sasha and Alexa's match in Abu Dhabi in 2017, <laughs> and they 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 fought on a just a live show. It was like a house show for the Raw Women's Title, but it was I think the year before. Like obviously, them shows over there have got a lot of negative stick with the blood money. And I think they had allowed the women to have a match, but then on the night called it off yeah i think what i believe yeah yeah and i want to say natalia was involved and then yeah they, they had this match in abu dhabi with sasha and alexa and they had the special gear because obviously they couldn't bear skin so they had like full full body suits on and during the match the crowd just start chanting this is hope oh. now oh. as a have you never seen this no, no i don't tend to watch the crown jewel events because well for the reasons you've mentioned above <laughs> yeah, it's 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 not Crown Jewel. It's it's a house show. So they were over there doing live tours with that, and they did this. And there's a there's there's a bunch of women and young girls in the crowd just shouting, "This is hope! This is hope!" And you can see the two of them in the ring. Like, I'll send you a link to it. Yeah, uh, you the, could, the, man, send, yeah, please do. I don't even remember the match because it that wasn't what it was about. But there's an interview afterwards with Sasha. And it's the most real you'll ever see Sasha in an interview <laughs> because she's just she's she's a bit of a mess. But she's saying this this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a, a someone for change. And she went to think that there's little girls in there shouting, "This is hope." 
she went, I can't, it's just, it's, she was like, this is it's too much for me to oh, kind well, of that's going to make me cry, Alice, oh. shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Christ, my eyes yeah. are already going. <laughs> we cry yeah, at least but... once an episode, you know? I, just... I, good. I got my crying out before the show. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll try and find the match, but, um, yeah. Full of unbongo flavoured tears. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot about the unbongo. I'll send you a link to that one. So, and I think, Again, I think I mentioned her last week. Um, see, Rhonda helped legitimise stuff as well. No matter what you think of her, having someone of her name come yeah. over, legitimised them. Love that or hate that she did. And she didn't necessarily do a, a Brock. She, she was on every week. <laughs> she wrestled very well. She sold. And yeah, yeah I think she, I think she did a good job. It, I think she did it for the reasons to legitimise. Yep. Because it's like, I guess, I guess you get a similar thing in MMA stuff and like women's boxing and i don't know it's just it's never taken as seriously and i don't understand why well women's mma wasn't um ronda was the person who legitimized that no 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 but you know what i mean it's it's she was one of the few people i knew from mma regardless of of, of gender yeah yes um she was a, she was a bigger name than the person <laughs> if, if that makes sense <laughs> Like, no, Ronda did. Like they weren't treated seriously. Yeah, Ronda's the one who went in and said, "This is bullshit. I want to, <laughs> I want to main event the uh, pay per views. Yeah, I want the fireworks and the people bringing me out and the yeah." And she did. She just went out, started beating the shit out of people, and she was like, "Put me in there with anyone." And and I genuinely think that's why she broke went, She went and did it for wrestling. She saw people. You know yourself. You've been through that problem, and you can see other people going through it. And you something to help, even if it's as daft as going through wrestling. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. If it helped everyone else out, if it makes them legitimate threats in everyone else's eyes, and it costs you nothing. In fact, if anything, you're going to get a big yeah, she, paycheck. She, from she, it. I'm pretty sure she pretty much said that because she, I can't, can't remember when she. Oh, she debuted at the Royal Rumble, didn't she? Yeah. When Oscar won, and then she came out at the end. Yes. And she had a first match at that WrestleMania, so that's like the first match was April time, and she she said she she only planned to be there basically up till Survivor Series. And it was going to be a short stint. She was going to go all in. She was going to do all the live, the house shows. She wanted to fully commit um, and put the women over. And she said she just fell in love with it, even though she knew she loved it anyway. And she's a massive wrestling mark, which I think people forget. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, she was like, I fell in love. And she, st- she stayed for just over a year, year and a bit, up until the next WrestleMania. And I think the the spark that happened with her and Becky was another thing that just made her stay. And as... as Botched as the finish was, she went out putting Becky over as a double champion in the main <laughs> event of, of a WrestleMania. While well, I shouted at a man in a pub. So, <laughs> yeah, if you yep. haven't heard that story, go back a couple of episodes. It's in there somewhere. I can't remember which one it is, but no. it's in there. <laughs> Listen to him all. So, um, go, going forward, what 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 would you want to see? What 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 is left for them to do? Because obviously, no, it's just I think ah, just keep it going the way it's going, isn't it? Really? Yeah, just the women like. I'd say NXT women's division is better than the men's division. There's more interesting stuff going on there. I think it's the best best roster of talent in the WWE. The NXT women's insane. Yeah, one one of the best in one of the best in wrestling. And My yeah. biggest thing we've made, we've said it before is that they're getting there. I, I still don't think they're doing enough. That they have got the talent there now. They've got the connections with other companies, and it's the time slot. It, it absolutely the time slot is the pisses me off yeah, week every week. I'm like. I kind of even skip it because I know that I'm not going to see much, and then I just go to the end because I'm just like it's it's putting a slot every week. But it's your warm up that yeah. can lead to failure. Yeah, I mean we've got this this women's bracket tournament now, and yeah. hopefully, I'm hoping they don't bury it. 
Maybe that'd be the extra hour. An hour of women's wrestling. Won't that be progressive, yeah, Tony Khan? <laughs> you just said you don't want a women's pay-per-view, so... It's not pay-per-view, just it's just an thing. hour, isn't it? It's not five hours. <laughs> <laughs> I like the evolution. It's a good pay-per-view. No, it's um, fine. It's, 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 I, I, I guess I suppose it keep going forward um, and and can keep progressing. Like, they're doing, they're doing great. No, that's not what, that's not what I mean. It's not. It's what not... do you think of Becky's? I think she said it uh, just before she won the titles or when she won it. Of she doesn't want the word women's in it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She said why she went, it doesn't say this is the men's, the men's universal championship. So why should it say women's? And she got a, she got a lot of a lot of hate when she said. I think I think she said it on backstage. Remember that talk show that Renee did? <laughs> that's quite good. And. um she got a lot of hate on the internet for saying it. Oh, that's ridiculous. Why would you do that? And the next night on NXT, Rhea Ripley, who was a champion, came out and she was announced as the NXT champion. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like... That's awesome. Yeah, NXT. Uh, <laughs> but it's the thing is, like, you're going, if it's two women's wrestling, it's clearly for the NXT women's belt or whatever. So you don't really need the women's in there. It's a superfluous... No. Like I said, yeah. If it's two men wrestling, you don't go, is it for the women's belt? Because, yeah, why not Why not take the um, pronoun out of there? Is it a pro- yeah, take the pronoun yeah. out of there. I think people are intelligent, in- <laughs> I think people are intelligent enough, but then... So. You, see, you see the hate Becky got for saying it, you'd, uh, you might be a bit... <laughs> oh, she's yeah. going to get hate anyway because she's a woman in wrestling. Well, what I liked what she said, and it's another thing that bugs me, which I think WWD were subject to for a bit, was... Oh, we've got to get, and this is what I feel AEW are like on Dynamite. It's like, oh, we've got to get our quota of women's matches on. So that that's what I feel like with Dynamite. It's like, we need to put a women's match in. So there it is. I felt like WWE sometimes are like, well, we've got to get a women's match on the pay-per-view. And Becky said, no. She went, I don't want a main event a pay-per-view because I'm a woman. I want a main event a pay-per-view because it's the best story, regardless of gender. And the best talent. And, and yeah, it's the best story and, and, and the best talent. And that's what I'd like to see it too. I, d- I don't want to feel like we're, we're, we're filling a quota just no, to please people who like women's wrestling. Back in the day, uh, back in the day, back in the, pre, <laughs> back in the pre-pandemic times, you would sometimes get two, two women's matches, three women's matches on a dynamite. I think it's just because their roster is reduced and they've brought a lot of people up from development. From from dark and stuff, Abaddon started off. Red Velvet came through. There's there is stuff there. Yeah. And they are. Do you want to put them on your prime time show when they're still quite green? That's the thing. It's tricky, isn't it? You see some of the dark matches. Um, I think Shanna was on this week. Yeah. She looks pretty good, but it was still like quite a botched finish, like a dragon suplex. Yeah. And I was like, it's tricky. Cause well, I want I I do want to on dynamite. But oh, some yeah. some of them aren't quite ready, I guess. Yeah, and it's the thing, obviously, that they I think if they go and film there, they get to go and spend like days training stuff. And you've got you've got Dustin Rhodes there, who does apparently does a lot of the women's training. Uh, yeah, you got Jerry Lynn. You've got a lot of, of of sort of good people there who have got experience behind them. And I think it's that. I think it's you use your dark as you're proving. Like I said, the Abaddon match, Cheetah. Yeah, it was a bit campy and a bit, but it was good. And I think that's. I think that's AW's problem is that they don't have the, the depth of talent that they have, that NXT particularly have. I think, and it, I think this is where NXT, uh, there's a conversation to be had about the, the function of NXT, but for women, it's the perfect middle ground between a dark and a dynamite. Yes. It's, yes. It, it's, it's something that has eyes on it, but it's not something that has all the eyes on it, and it's, it's a good way to expose them. And 
literally just thought of it now. If you think of all the people who have been called up from NXT, the they, women don't tend to fail. They literally listed them all this week at the start of the Dusty tournament. Yeah. Apart from Nia Jax, who they didn't mention. I don't. Was she in NXT? I believe so, wasn't she? Well, she, I don't know if she was. I blotted that from my memory. <laughs> um, I mean, no, she was. She had a match with Asuka when she was there. It, Alexa's an interesting one because she, she wasn't really much in NXT. She she was actually a cheerleader yeah. at one point. And it's really interesting to see her because she's kind of one who's gone to the roster and flourished, um, to main roster and flourished. Whereas a lot of them have kind of come through with the reputation, like the Four Horsewomen and Emma when she came up and Paige. But they, they don't tend to suffer when they go up as much as a lot of the men seem to suffer. I think it's, because, and, I think it's to do with, with the depth of talent pool. Mm. The, the depth of the women's talent pool is a lot uh, not is not as deep as the men's one is so you can afford to buy up all the men and sideline just so no one else can have it but with the women you've got them you've got to use them because there aren't that many out what we're saying basically is go out there and wrestle for your yep. gender one, one thing I do think WWE do need to sort out is the women's tag titles That that's oh, something that feels out. like I was just about to say that when I'm talking about things done for show that, that is one that feels like it because could be so good it really could be so good considering the talent and and the rule that it's not brand specific. Open it up Sasha, to all three brands, yeah. yeah. Sasha and Bailey are the only ones who seem to take that opportunity where they won it and then they showed up on NXT the week after and were like, "That was great." Genuinely was emotional when they were there, which was nice to see, and was like, "Yeah, we'll defend it on here." I think Butcher said it on a pod the, before Christmas. He said it always just seems to be used as to put two randomers together to then break up to then fuel a story for the. A singles title. Singles title, yeah. Yeah. And rinse and repeat. And that's literally yeah. what's happened now. On the case of the Iconics, break up an established tag team and form another tag team for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's, that's, open that's up, a one Open it up to all three, band, all, all three brands. And then uh, after the Dusty Tag Team Invitational the Tournament of Champions. Have oh, them. Have them have that's them, a good point, that. Give them I a title shot. I hope that's what they actually get. They should do that. I mean, I mean the, the, the you know, champions enough. The trophies enough, but if it's a proper tag team, let them have a crack at it. Like I said, open it up to all three because Raw and SmackDown don't have any women's tag teams, like legitimate tag teams. Not ones that are not being forced together. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Not ones that have like come up together. Yeah. So it's dumb. It's dumb. The men's ones are held by legitimate tag teams. Again, it's just another thing where women get like fucked over on it. I think they're suffering from Vince's apparent dislike of tag team wrestling. I mean, everyone <laughs> suffers from Vince's apparent dislike of tag team. If you like tag team wrestling, go and watch NXT or AEW. Fucking loads of it, mate. Yep, that's yep. great. Sometimes great. too much. <laughs> <laughs> no such thing. No such thing as too much tag in women's. Well, I've, uh, I mean, yep, yeah, I've enjoyed that that discussion really. And yeah, I mean, if, I, we've not even touched the sides of it. Really. No. Uh, if you've got out you want to add in email us let us know because we know we've messed up we're only idiots <laughs> <laughs> yes we've done our best thanks for listening to to this episode uh appreciate you uh coming back and listening to us um next week we have the the royal room is the royal rumble predictions yeah so predictions come back see how we do I'm going to do the predictions for the Rumble, but we'll, uh, we, is it just going to be a straight up who wins or is it going to be who's number well, one, who's going to get the most eliminations? I don't know. This is the thing you can go and think about during the week. Is, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Come, come back and, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So come back and listen to that one next week. Um, we will do a classic match linked to the Royal Rumble. Um, I, w- I was actually thinking about. We can do a classic the... Royal Rumble. Yeah. Uh, yeah, good point. 
Yeah. Ooh, that leaves it open. Uh, put a poll on Twitter, Ellis. Best Royal yeah. Rumble. I'll put a poll out for um after after the pod's dropped. I'll put a poll out for it. So um, but yeah, thank you, thank you once again for listening. Um, it's good night from me here. Yeah, good night from me over here as well. We're doing like a weird two <laughs> Ronnies yeah. thing now. No, I was saying good night because it is night time. I was thinking, well, if you're listening to it in the day, it's not really night. So goodbye. Goodbye works better. <laughs> we it? can't that's, control when people listen to it. Yeah. That's the better one, yeah. We're not vampires. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye. 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 <laughs>